Hi there, and welcome to All Matters, the network that thrives. My name is Nolutandom Tondi, and thank you so much for joining with me as we create a network that really does thrive. Um, the first episode of All Matters, the network that thrives, is a personal one. It's a hard conversation, um, and it's a rather authentic conversation that I wanted to have, really sharing with you the five lessons that I learned from the other side of depression. I wanted to share with you these five lessons. They're really personal, but they really speak to my own personal journey with mental health, um, struggling depression, battling imposter syndrome, and really just being a mess inside. Um, I was diagnosed with depression officially in 2018, never went on medication, um, but I did really, really struggle with it for uh, much longer than that. It was only in 2018 that I decided to confront it. Um, I will share with you some lessons that I feel like are super important um, and that will also kind of give you an incentive to do your work, whatever that may look like. Um, work that is mental, emotional, spiritual, all, all of it is labor, all of it is difficult. And I do believe that with this podcast, it will encourage you to get going. So my relationship with depression and anxiety goes back to my earliest childhood memories. I was an extremely worried child, not sure why, till this very day. Um, I remember just being worried for and about adults, worried for their well-being, worried about my mother's safety, worried about my father's safety, worried about their health. I checked their BPs, like their blood pressures regularly. We had a machine at home. I was just a worried child. I can't trace that back to a specific event. It was a personality trait that I'd always developed. Um, and then also, I was also a very sad child. And I have to pre preempt this with the fact that I was a bubbly child, a happy child. Um, and lots of people could not see how sad I was. But I genuinely suppressed my happiness, worked hard to stay sad because I felt like you can't go anywhere from being sad. I remember um, contending with these feelings at the age of 13, 14, really knowing that um, sadness was a kind of my safe space. I had a bedwetting problem that I struggled with until I was 14 years old. I sucked my thumb until I was, I think, around 13 years old. And I felt lots of shame about these things, so I hid them from a lot of people. Um, I didn't understand why I struggled with them. I knew that, I know now that the bedwetting was a sign of anxiety. I know now that the thumb sucking was a way of soothing myself. However, back then it was just, just had a lot of shame. My family loved me nonetheless. And um, I, I battled those for as long as I can remember. Like I said, I still had a very bubbly personality. It worked in my favor. I did very well at school and loved school, still do. I got scrolls. I was chosen for leadership roles. I passed my trick with impressive distinctions. I went on to university, boasting a big four accounting firm bursary. I hung out with cool kids. I balanced it all pretty well. I mean, throughout my teenage years, if you had met me then, it was a matter of what sadness. Her life is great. Um, it was in second year that I experienced my first failure. I failed my major, which was accounting at the time. Um, and that's when I started to, whew, to really struggle with a much, much deeper sense of sadness. It kind of like we got a notch darker, <laughs> if I could say at the time. I had no tools to process failure. My family didn't have the tools for me because I had been an overachiever. It was really difficult for me. Um, but that's when the depression started to get kind of dark. 
Um, but still, I continued to fight the academic fight. Um, I was still the life of the party. I joined the church. I became a church girl. I continued trying my best with my career. I was surrounded by friends, a lot of friends all the time. Um, and I was the perfect balance, I think, between a fun and a responsible friend. My friends called me Mother Hen at the time. Something I would learn later in therapy was, um, <laughs> was also a coping mechanism. Uh, I dressed my mess up so, so well. It was kind of mind-blowing. When I think about it now, I almost cringe at how well I, I coped with sadness. Some of it very conscious, some of it much darker um, and, and deeply rooted in my subconscious. But outside, I was a bubbly, fantastic girl. Um, I had fun a lot. And um, I graduated eventually and went on to build on what I, to build what I could only call the remnants of a really dodgy career. And I say this because it was so robotic. It had no feeling. It had no passion. Um, and Audrey Lord would teach me many, many years later that that was also a coping mechanism. Um, but going back to 2018, which is really when things fell apart, I fell apart. On the 23rd of January, 2018, um, my father died. He was sick very suddenly. Um, the strong Zulu, definitely not the dying type, um, took his last breath and it sent me into a complete state of turmoil. Um, I need to understand what I'm going to say next. I need to have like ears that hear, um, as they say in church. <laughs> this was the worst thing to happen to me, but the most important thing. And in retrospect, I'm so grateful for it because without this sudden event, I would still be in a state of high-functioning depression, building a life that I am completely embarrassed about, a life that I am dead to, um, a life that is not a reflection of, of, my, of my innate being. And yeah, it was, it was the worst of times, but retrospectively, I'm grateful for it. Um, what led me to therapy in 2018 and to eventually be diagnosed with depression was that I turned into a bit of an alcoholic. I was drinking a six-pack of ciders a day just to help me sleep. And then I went into become a foodaholic where I couldn't really tell the difference between sadness and hunger. I think I went from a size 32, 34, um, clothing size to a full-on size 38. And eventually it put me on the couch of a therapist. I'm so grateful for that moment. Um, going to therapy was a difficult decision for me to make. Um, I had had these preconceptions about what a therapy would look like, and so the, what a therapy would look like, and so I made the conscious decision to seek a black woman um, who, who who looked like me, who who sounded like me, to make sure that I could at least vibe with her on that on that level. And I was very lucky; I didn't have to look for too long. I found the perfect um, therapist in my first go. What this brings me though, what brings what this brings me to though, is the fact that the first lesson that I that, that that I can share with you today is that the only way through it is to go through it. Um, you know when people say keep on keeping on, it literally is the only way. I want to promise you a few things, okay? You're not going to achieve your way out of depression. You're not going to marry your way out of it. You're not going to dress it up in nice clothes and German car and Instagram followers. You're not going to drink it away. You're not going to passport gang it away. And I assure you, because I think our generation is messy in this regard, you're not going to financial freedom your way out of it. Nothing except the work that is necessary is going to change the fact that your brain has a chemical imbalance and that you have work to do. Depression will come out. There's a saying that says, 
um, that you cannot, you basically cannot hide what's in the soul, right? I forget, I forget the saying now, but the, 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 the your behavior will definitely reveal what's happening in the soul at some point in one way or another. And I also want to assure you that the work um, through mental, emotional turmoil and depression is ugly work. It's not pretty and I don't think it's meant to be. And sometimes it doesn't even allow you the integrity of being quiet. It, it, it's public, it's ugly, um, but, but, but if you go through it, it will be worth it. Um, you really do unravel in front of your loved ones and depending on your support system that can be very lonely and very difficult but I assure you that the work has to be done Um, you're going to have to get down and dirty with your mental health I spent 10 years thinking that if I just worked harder if I just achieved something else I'd be able to outrun it you literally cannot outrun this work it has to be done it insists on being done Lesson number two, a depressed person is doing more mental, emotional, and spiritual work than a person who has never been depressed or who is not depressed. Now, let me, let me start by saying that depression is not a badge of honor, neither is it a rite of passage. But those of us who have had to endure it have to do a certain kind of work that most people in life can actually just never do. And this kind of work is so important because it forces you to confront yourself, to really, really confront yourself in a way that is uncomfortable and in a way that is a little bit embarrassing. But what you do in that season is that you, you sow and then later on you reap. It was in 2018 when I fell apart. I was in therapy all of 2018. Um, it is only in 2020 that I'm reaping some of the... The, the rewards of doing my work, of getting down and dirty with a the therapist, of crying on the couch, paying, I mean, paying a thousand rand to sit on the couch and cry. Um, but it's only today that I am seeing the fruits of that labor. And so I want to assure you that even though um, being depressed is not a box we all have to tick, for those of us who have to tick it, it can really be worth it. It can be so life-changing. Um, you can learn, you can, be, you can become the most emotionally intelligent, most emotionally assured, most self-aware person as a result of the journey that you take. Um, and so I want to encourage you in that regard. Lesson number three, you're allowed to hate motivational quotes and positivity while you're depressed. And this is important. I remember during my depression, it was at the peak where Instagram had this godforsaken hashtag called motivational mondays and these things are the bottom okay um they go they go something like decide what you want in life and then reject everything that doesn't look like it and you're depressed and you can't make a decision about a single thing and they say things like get up and make it happen and you can't get up because you're depressed and 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 they say stuff like oh if your friends can't be happy for you they're haters and you can't be happy for your friends because you're not even happy for yourself and about yourself and i want you to know that you're allowed to hate all these all 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 those kinds of positive encouraging stuff and sayings and and energies because you cannot vibe with them at the time and the whole point of doing your work of going through is so that you can get to a point where you can relate if at all but at the time when you're at 
your worst at the time when you're struggling at the time when you're doing your work it's okay to read those things and get angry it's okay to read those things and become resentful it's okay to read those things and and really think what a load of hogwash because when you're in that state it is a lot of hogwash you're just trying to survive um, you're not trying to thrive in any way. You're not trying to get up and make it happen. As they say, your friends are achieving stuff. You're flipping sad. You don't know what's happening. Your friends are ticking boxes. Your friends are buying homes. Your friends are getting promotions. And you don't know how to even get through a day without wanting to literally die. And I want to assure you that it's okay for you not to be able to vibe with any positivity or motivational talks of the sorts when you're struggling with depression lesson number four lesson number four is that a lot of your personality traits are actually coping mechanisms while you're depressed and that once you go through your work you may become a completely new person now i said in my intro that i was a people's person life of the party always with friends always surrounded by friends now that i've done my work i am actually an introvert who prefers to be alone, who doesn't like clicks and doesn't like crowds. And, and I didn't realize this until I had done my work. A lot of my relationships and friendships were actually trauma bonds that were built on the basis of being mean girls and nasty to other people. Um, and and once, I, once, once I did my work, I had, to, I had to really take a step back from those relationships and those personality traits. I want to also tell you that this is going to offend a lot of people who think they know you because they, they might, they just very might know, like very well know who you are when you are depressed, but who you'll be on the other side may be completely different. Um, it may even strain some, some family relationships because now you've got boundaries and some behavior is just intolerable. It might strain some friendships because the, the things that they could come and talk to you about anymore are completely unacceptable. You want to talk about those things anymore. It might be uncomfortable in your romantic relationship because what was okay three years ago or in our honeymoon phase or whatever is not okay today because I have done certain work and I am very sober about who I am and very sober about what is acceptable to me and very sober about how I'm going to maintain my health. Um, I want you to, to know that you, that this is a healthy process. Uh, I also want to warn you of cancel culture, which, 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 which is not what I'm referring to right now, where you just do away with people because now you feel like you're all good and you're strong and so on. Um, it is the right thing to do to communicate with people that, you know what, I don't vibe like this anymore. I don't talk about like this anymore. I don't like that thing anymore. That's the right thing to do. And it's also not okay for you to, to, to not apologize for some of the behavior that you encountered or that you, that you, that you demonstrated when you were depressed. Yeah. And so I encourage you also to go back to people and be like, look, I'm sorry. I may have been, um, unbearable or, 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 or completely insufferable at a certain amount, a certain point in time, I am better now. And I apologize. This is also a way of, of healing yourself and healing your relationships and also embracing a healthier personality, right? Because we do understand that when we are going through mental issues and when we are going through tumultuous times, not only are we harmful to ourselves, but we are harmful to other people. And so your personality will change. Your relationships will change 
you will change. I encourage you to do the difficult work, to continue doing the difficult work of relationshiping once you've done your work. Do not think that after you've gone through on the other side that it's okay for you to walk away from relationships and friendships without communication. And also, I encourage you to be kind to yourself um, as you do go through that confusing transition from going from, from being a toxic person to being a person who is generally very healthy. The last and final lesson is that the hardship is worth it and the other side is more pleasant and grand um, than you think. And I want to, and, and, and I say grand, I mean grand even in daily mundane tasks. Once you do your work, the little things that would defeat you, waking up to take a jog, you can do that stuff, believe it or not. Um, starting to write, starting to read that book, starting that hobby, starting that business, um, working on that friendship, working on that part of you, those stuff really do become possible. I want to encourage you that life on the other side of depression really is that grand. Um, it really is worth the hardship. It really is worth the uncomfortable work. And if you commit to it, if you can just see it through and stick it out and do the ugly public work of, of, of going through, I assure you that there are many, many, many lessons to be learned on the other side of depression. So that was me just sharing my five lessons um, from the other side of depression. Please do share yours. Like, subscribe, give me your opinion. What do you think of the podcast? My name is Nolutandum Tonti, and this was All Matters, the network that thrives.